Saturday, 141. There's a topic I really want to discuss with all of you. And I read about it a couple of uh, a couple of days ago. And I thought, I'm going to put this on my, on my show and talk about it. Now, a lot of people don't want to talk about suicide. We're going to talk about it because childhood suicides are on the rise. Children are taking that route. Suicide. Do you know that suicide is a permanent way to go? You can't come back after you've done it. You can't come back and say, oh, look at me, I killed myself. No. No. Far from it. But you ask yourself, why are children going in that room? What is making a child want to take his own life? We're talking about young children. Childhood suicide is on the rise. I didn't know about this. I had to do my research on it. And I'll tell you, the numbers are staggering. Because you think to yourself, well, suicide only happens to teenagers. No. I will give you a rundown of how many different types of people, men, women, teenagers, young adults, senior citizens, rich, poor, everybody in between can have thoughts of suicide going through their head. And it does not matter your financial background, where you come from, the color of your skin, your nationality. No, it doesn't matter. I went through it in my younger years. And I knew of someone who did kill themselves. Because again, when you have those thoughts going through your head, what are you thinking? You think to yourself, is this the only way out? Because at the time, your mind is not completely focused. You're not in the right frame of mind when you have thoughts of suicide. Because you think, well, I don't have family. I don't have friends. My life is over. There's so much going on in your life. But when it happens to small children, children, say school-age children, like from elementary school and on, that's a real problem. And it needs to be talked about. Now, if any of you youngsters are listening, that's not the way to go. Trust me on this. Yes, we all go through depression. And yes, we have found a way, or we'll try to find a way to get through it. But when you talk about my life is over, you know, or I have no friends, I'm being bullied at school, nobody likes me, that's not the reason to kill yourself. Now, cyberbullying is the worst thing that you could do because there are young children that have done that. They have actually been bullied, not just in school, but out, out in, on cyber, like on a computer. And you think, the nerve. So you take pleasure in attacking somebody who you don't know and have no connection with, just attacking them and bullying them because, hey, everybody else is doing it. See, I don't like social media. I think social media plays a big part in this whole suicide thing. Now, again, you may not agree with me. That's fine. I'm just basing it off of my opinion. The world was a much better place without social media because I think nowadays people can get on a computer and go, hey, look, I can do this to you and nobody's going to know. They could trace your IP address. You don't think they can? They can find out where you're you're doing this from and why you're doing it. I've seen movies about it, made-for-TV movies that were based on real-life cases of cyberbullying. People wanted to just kill themselves because they figured that's the only way out. No, there are other solutions to a problem. That's not one of them. That's permanent. If you decide to go down that path, that's it. You can't come back. Suicide is permanent. Do you really want to die? You know, you could do so much in your lifetime. 
You can become whatever you want to become in life, but if you decide, well, you know, I have all these problems, I don't have any friends, you know, nobody likes me. I mean, and I always think to myself, what's the reason why children want to take their lives? Children. Now, maybe they come from a dysfunctional family. Maybe they're, they're again, dealing with bullying at school. There could be a number of reasons, but suicide, when you think when children turn to that, that's just terrible. And it's on the rise. It's on the rise. That's, that's the problem. So you think to yourself, if I have a child and they were feeling this way, I want to know what's going on. Talk to me. I can help you. Now, I've been through every life crisis imaginable. been through every life crisis that you could possibly think of. Would you ask yourself why? There's so much going on in this world that, you know, we're not aware of. Or if we are aware of it, we're just pushing it under the rug. Suicide is one. A lot of people can't talk about it. But you have to talk about it. It's important. It's a part of life, right? It's a horrible way to go. A lot of children think, well, how can I do this? Let's see, I can shoot myself so my parents have a gun, I can find it and kill myself. That's terrible. And I think parents, shame on you for keeping weapons in the house when you have children. Shame on you. You don't think a child's gonna somehow, you could put a, 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 a gun anywhere in the house. You don't think a child will be able to get to it? Think again, they will. Knives, keep away all the sharp utensils and the, and the knives and everything that's like that would harm a child. All the poisons keep out of reach. But children will find other ways. They'll hang themselves, take sleeping pills or whatever. See, I don't think suicide is worth whatever problem you're going through. Again, for every problem, there's a solution. Now, a lot of children don't want to admit that they're having issues. Some, some children don't want to be bullied. They're bullied in school, they don't tell their parents. Or maybe someone's attacking them, someone's sexually, sexually molesting them, and they're ashamed, and they feel, my, if I tell my parents what's happened to me, that they, will, that they, will, you know, they won't understand, or they'll yell at me or punish me. No, why? Because you're a victim? You're a victim, right? But there are a lot of children that feel that way. Or maybe they are being secretly hurt and abused, and whoever's abused them say, well, if you tell anybody, I'm going to do this to you. So they have no way of getting out of the situation. They're backed into a corner. And they think, well, the only way I can get out of the situation is if I take myself out of my life. Now, you say to yourself, but why are children doing it, though? Why are children wanting to hurt themselves? You know, I look back to the day in my own childhood. I was alone. And I was teased at, but I never thought of any type of suicide. Now, I actually went to school with someone, and I found out that he passed away. I thought his death was mysterious. This was a family that lived down the block. They were adopted. It was him, his sister, and his brother. Okay. They were adopted into a white family. And I remember, yeah, he was a little on the bizarre side. He was odd, but that's fine. I liked him. I thought he was funny made me laugh. A lot of the kids liked him, though. They, they kind of make fun of him. He was in his own little world. Him and his brother were playing one day in the bedroom. They were playing, like, some kind of cowboys and Indians, and, and there was a noose hanging on the wall. So one of the things when you're playing cowboys and Indians, you're going to catch the bad guy, and you're going to make, you're going to hang him. But somehow, he had that noose around his neck, and it was so tight he couldn't get out of the noose. And he died. 
The next day when we went to school, this happened in the fifth grade. I remember that. Oh, we have some bad news. One of your classmates passed away. Now, the time, I didn't know what that meant. I was 10 years old at the time. I was like, really? I didn't know what that was all about. I said to myself, what is this about? This whole, like, death thing. Suicide. Because they said that, you know, the way that his family, the family treated him, the family, him and his sisters, was not good. Was that true? We don't know the real story of what happened. But I, and I was thinking, and went back to that time, and I thought, he was not happy in his family. Just because you're adopted and you think you're going to somewhere great, you, this family could be, you know, like, treating him bad, treating the whole family bad, and they didn't even want to say anything. And again, I just thought, wow. His life wasn't that great. He got teased at, and he was having problems at home with his mom and dad and his sister. And it's just, it's kind of hard to picture that. It's kind of hard to, like, really think that at that age you would want to do that. And his brother actually found him with a noose still hanging around his neck. I was like, he died pretty young, 10 years old. And it was haunting to even walk by his home. The house that they lived in was kind of creepy anyway. From the outside, it almost looked like one of those haunted homes. It's still there, too, believe it or not. And there's, like, when you walk by, when you go down the block, you walk by, it looks like this dark, like, dark entranceway. It's, like, kind of creepy, if you ask me. And I always say to myself, why? What would possess someone to do that at that young age? And there was actually another instance, too, and I heard about this. This this kid was, like, two years ahead of me, but he was a derelict. His name was Derek, right? And he was the kind of kid, he was a bully, but at the time, you know, he was just like the type of kid that thought he was better than everybody and this and that. And he would do all these crazy stunts. So one day, one of his friends challenged him to stand in the middle of the street so that a car would run him over. And sure enough, he did. And guess what? The car did run him over and he died. Now ask me, was that he wanted to do it to prove a point to his friends or he really wanted to go? But you ask yourself this question, why? Why would you even resort to even having those thoughts go through your head? If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling down, if you have nowhere to turn to, there's options. You know, if you're lucky enough, you have somebody to talk to, a friend, your family members. You know, a lot of of people don't want to talk about what they're feeling. And again, this is something I want to reiterate. If someone is down on themselves and they're talking about taking their life, Don't mock them. Don't tease them. Don't say, oh, you wouldn't do that. Don't ever do that. Because if they do have those thoughts, and then what happens if they succeed in doing what they said they're going to do? You're going to feel guilty. The guilt's going to come at you because you're going to think, oh, my God, I didn't take them seriously. Seriously. Do as much as you can to listen, to help. Whatever it is they want from you, do it. Don't mock them. Because, you know, family members are hard to talk to. You know, there were times when I said that to my family back in the day when I was feeling really depressed. And my sister, well, my middle sister, was sarcastic. And she goes, oh, you know, you wouldn't do that. I'm like, how do you know? You don't know what's going through my head. But when you tell people that, they don't want to hear what they're going to hear. They want to know, well, why are you having those thoughts? Because say to yourself, suicide is not the answer. But it is on the rise in the younger crowd. A lot of young men, too, believe it or not. I've touched on the subject many months ago about young men taking their lives. I think it's a shame when you do that. I think that deep down inside, that is not the way to go. 
there are other options. You know, you, you, you could talk. You could talk with me. I will gladly talk to each and every one of you. I know what it's like. Again, there are three common denominators. Loneliness equals depression. Depression equals suicide. A lot of people think, how do you make that connection? Well, let's put it this way. Depression is a real illness. It can form over, and I think I believe this too, when I had my breast cancer. I think the connection was of the times that I was really down. There were times I didn't want to stay on this earth. I kept doubting myself. I said, I don't think I'm going to make a good, you know, I don't think I deserve to be in this world. I don't think I have a purpose in this life. Yes, you have. You deserve to be a part of this world. Everybody has a purpose and mission. Everybody belongs here. When you start to think about those dark thoughts, they're going to consume you, and you're going to go down that dark path. And once you make that decision to go down into the darkness, you're not coming back. You're not coming back. It's not like on television when someone kills themselves and then they see themselves at their own funeral. Come on now. That's TV. This is real life we're talking about. It's not as cut and dried. But when someone tells you that they're going to kill themselves, you better take them seriously because if you don't and they do succeed again, that guilt will come at you. I actually talked my friend out of it in college. Again, what were his reasons of why he wanted to kill himself? Number one, he lost his job. Go out and get another job. It's not rocket science. Oh, and then number two, oh, I was in love. I had a girlfriend, but then she cheated on me with my best friend. You can do better. There's other, there's other women out there for you. You don't have to settle with just one. So those reasons alone were not enough to want to make you kill yourself. Yes, he grew up in a dysfunctional family. And again, he told me the story of how his father terrorized everybody in the family. And he goes, I'm afraid to be like my father. Then don't be. Don't be. Be better. Be a better version of him. But then he told me he still loved his father, despite the fact that his father had a mental illness. He had a mental illness where he would just attack everybody in the family, including his mother. And at one time he had said, yeah, he walked in on his mother and father fighting and his father really let his mother have. The first time he saw his father slap his mother, that's when he got in between him and took the brunt because I'd rather have, this is what he told me now, this is his words. I would rather have my father beat on me than my mother. My mother did not deserve to get hit. She got hit every single day, even for no reason, because his father would come home in a bad mood and take out that anger. That that should never happen. I look at my father and mother as a prime example of the fights that they had. Not once did my father say, I'm going to raise my hand and slap my wife. No, because if he would have done that, he would never forgive himself. He said, I would rather cut my hand off my arm if I ever did that to a woman. My father, yeah, he had a temper and he was blunt. He never used it on my mother. Never. He loved her too much. But going back to suicide, now suicide again is not the way to go. I'm sorry. But it is on the rise. You should actually talk to someone. You know, a lot of people don't want to go to counseling. I get it. Therapists, I've tried it. It didn't work for me. And I don't want someone giving you medication. I really don't think medication is going to help with the problem. I think it's going to make it worse. Depression is serious, and it can lead to illnesses. If there's a history of depression, if there's a history of, of, of people in your family that have gone through that route, and you're, you think, well, I don't have anybody. I'm all alone, so I'm going to do it. No, it's not the way to go. Trust me on this. Once you make a decision to go down that path of darkness, you can't get back to the light. 
your head will be so far gone. You're going to think of ways to do it. Now, some people have left suicide notes. Some people haven't. Did you ever look at a suicide note? I have actually analyzed. There are key words. You have to really, really become that person who was doing the writing at the time when he did the suicide note, he or she. And you think to yourself, why would they turn in that direction? Because to them, there is no other option. Yes, there are other options, and that's not the way to go. I convinced my friend at the time, I said, look, you know, you could accomplish so much in your lifetime. You can invent something, you can get it, you know, have your own company, you can meet someone, fall in love, and have a family. Don't you want to wait to see what could happen for you? But if you decide to take your life and decide to give up, you're not going to know what could have, what you could have been, what you could have done. You could inspire people. You could be a, a, a teacher, a mentor. You could be everything and anything you want. But if you decide to go down that path, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to come back. And you can't come back. You can't come back and say to me, I did, like, I killed myself and here I am. No, it doesn't work that way. This is real life. We're not living in TV land. A lot of times I think that children, when you get to be a certain age, yeah, they do get bullied. Hey, look at me, I got teased at. I never resorted to that, though. You know, I just cried and hoped to God that somebody would come to my rescue. But I learned to just stand on my own two feet and didn't let anybody knock me off my pedestal because if they do that, you're never going to get back to, the, to where you were. Stand up for yourself. Have a voice. Stand up for yourself. Have a voice. Speak out. It is not the way to go. Suicide is permanent. Don't you understand? Think about it this way. What happens if you had succeeded? Your family's going to wonder what happened. They're going to put the blame on themselves. Think about that. Oh, I could have done this. I should have done that. Oh, I didn't listen to him or her. I thought they were joking. No, they were serious. And you didn't do anything to help them. If you're having problems now, you think, well, if I kill myself, my problems are going to go away. No, your problems are going to get bigger and bigger now because now that you're gone, there's going to be more of a, more problems, more of an issue. And people that you leave behind will blame themselves. It happens. If they find a suicide note and they look and like, oh my God, I didn't know that they were having these feelings. Yeah. It's too late, right? Don't go down that path. Please, I beg all of you, do not go down that path. Talk with someone. You know, yes, there are these hotlines. A lot of people don't want to talk to a stranger, but you know what? It helps to find out what is going on. Why do you have those thoughts? I want to know. What is making you feel this way? We all go through periods of loneliness. There are times when I've said it too, at my age too, it's like, oh my God, I don't have a place in this world. I don't belong. And I pour my heart out and my emotions. And I tell you everything that I've gone through. You have to be positive, though. You have to be able to withstand all of the negativity that's thrown at you. Be a warrior and fight. If I had my, okay, I had my cancer 17 years ago. I wanted to take myself out of this world. I didn't want to go through the pain and, and, and the suffering. But you know what? My mother said, no, you have a purpose in this life. You have a mission to complete. God is willing to give you a second chance. I prayed to him on your behalf. She did. She went to church and she prayed for me to get better. She begged God to make me well. And the doctor saved my life and I got a second chance. 
but I was so far gone into the drugs, half the times I didn't know what I was talking about. I was feeling the pain and my, my quality of life changed and it was just terrible for me, but you know, I had held on. I said to myself, what would I do if I had done this? If I would have gone ahead, my mother, I'll tell you right now, she wouldn't want to live. She came out and said to me, I'm not going to live without you. You're my daughter. I love you. I said, but mom, you already have two daughters. You have your grandchildren. Focus on them. She goes, when you came into my life, you were a blessing, a gift from God. You actually think that if you passed from this illness or you only took your own life, you think that I could live like this? No. There's no way I'm going to live like this. No. And I know my mother, she would just stop living altogether. She would find a way to make herself so sick, that's it. I know my sisters would try to step in, but when you lose, you know, it's bad enough you lose the love of your life. She just want to lose me. So I held on. I couldn't do that to my mother. I loved her too much. I'm not going to hurt the people that I love. But you ask yourself this question. Is your life that bad? that you have to take yourself out of this world. Is life that bad? Yes, we're going through crisis and obstacle right now. You don't see people wanting to do that. Say, hey, well, I have no other option. You have many options, many choices to make, but that is not one of them. If you feel like you need to talk with someone, I could tell you through personal experience, I went through it. Again, I lost a lot of people in my life. I lost a lot of people. So immune to having people die around me. And I thought, my God, I'm alone. But I'm not. I have family. Then I have somebody that I truly love. And if I were to hurt any one of them, they would never be able to go on. I know my significant other says, I don't want to lose you. You're not going to lose me. He says, I don't want anything to happen to you. Nothing's going to happen to me. Because I feel the same way about him. I said, God forbid, if I lost you, I don't know what I would do. I told him I would stop living if something happened to you. And he says, well, it's not going to come to that. We have each other to hold each other up. If none of you out there have a support system, join a group. There are people out there that have similar, a similar uh, situation going on. They're dealing through problems and crisis, and they think, well, that's the only way. Talk with someone who feels the way you do, and I can guarantee you that is not the way to go. If you decide to go down that path of darkness, again, it will be very difficult to come back to the light. You have two choices, life or death. Choose wisely. If I were you, go towards life. I mean, again, don't you want to see what you could become in this world? You could be an inspiration to other people. You could, you could be an inventor. You can invent something. You, you, can, you can make a name for yourself. You can have all, your own business. And, and then one, down, one day down the line, you meet somebody, you fall in love, you have a family. That's beautiful. Those things are beautiful. There's something to look forward to. You can do so much with your life. But if you decide, well, you know, this life isn't in for me and I'm going through all of this. Everybody goes through problems and crises and everybody handles it differently. But to, turn your, to, to, to take your own life, number one, is a sin. God won't forgive you if you do that. And you're not going to go to heaven if you kill yourself. You're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to go anywhere. And the people you leave behind, what's that going to do to them? They're going to feel racked with guilt because they're going to say, I could have done something for them and I didn't. I thought they were joking. So that's why you said, be careful. People's right, people are not at the right frame of mind when they have these thoughts. How many times have I heard through the pandemic, people jumped off their, jumped off the balcony of their apartment, jumped off of a building. 
Some people actually jumped off of the George Washington Bridge over here, stopped traffic one day because they had no other choice. They thought, well, my life's over. I have no meaning, no life. I'm just going to do this. You're not realizing the people that you're hurting, the people that you're leaving behind. Think about them. They can't go on without you. They wouldn't be able to survive without you. Now, some of them would try, but you know, it's difficult. And I've heard of people say this all the time. I can't live without you. I refuse to live without you. Well, you're going to have to. As much as it's painful as it is when you lose a loved one, when you lose a loved one to suicide, it's even more painful. There are unanswered questions. Yes, you'll find the suicide note. You'll sit there and decipher it. You got to look through the key words, depression, you know, you know, people stop doing the things that they love doing. They, they don't, they don't see their friends. They kind of keep themselves in isolation. And then they think of ways that they're going to hurt themselves. And I'm like, how could you even go that down that path? Why would you go down that path? When you hear children though, childhood suicide is on the rise. That particularly bothers me. Why would a child want to take a side? You think when you're a child, you had your carefree, happy years. You could go out and play with your friends and, and this and that. And, but a lot of children come from broken homes. They think, well, I can't deal with this. And this is the only way that, you know, maybe I'll make sense. Nothing makes sense when it comes to suicide. It's still an issue that's taboo. In some parts of the world, people don't want to deal with it, but you have to. What is so bad about life? You know, we all have a purpose and mission in our lifetime. We all could do good with our lives. We can inspire people and help people and help them see that there's so much things more to life than going down that path. Because again, once you go down that path, you can't come back. It is permanent. You know, don't think, oh yeah, I saw it on television. Somebody killed themselves and they saw themselves at their own funeral. That's television. That's not reality. When you decide to take your life, that's it. And you're also committing the greatest sin is to take your life. Why would you want to take yourself out of this world? You mean life is promising. You can have so much going on for you. Yes, it's hard work. Life is difficult and challenging. I mean, look at me. I struggled. Look at all the stuff that I have dealt with. Here's a prime example of a woman who's gone through so much in her lifetime. From the time I lost my father up until a certain point. And I'm still, I still have the demons that are struggling me. I sometimes blame myself for everything that has happened, but I try not to. I look at the present, the now, and the future because I know that there's hope. I know that there's something around the corner, something positive waiting. You just have to believe in you. You have to, you have to love yourself. You have to really want to force yourself to not go down that path because if you go down that path, that's it. You're going to be leaving a lot of unanswered questions. And a lot of people are going to wonder why. They're going to blame themselves. Do you want them to have that guilt? Suicide is not the answer. Life. If you're going to have any thoughts, choose life. Choose to live. To be happy. Choose to be who you want to be. Don't let anyone or anything talk out of your dreams and goals and and for those people that make fun of others because they're depressed and they say those awful things shame on you don't ever do that you don't know what a person's right frame of mind is they're not in the right frame of mind if they're thinking these thoughts talk with them reach out with them console them listen to them again any of you out there i don't care who you are because again it, it anybody can have these thoughts anyone it's not just relegated to young people a lot of different people from different age groups even financial backgrounds and social status even rich people a lot of people think rich people don't want to kill themselves believe it or not they do yeah they may have the lifestyle and their money but 
Do you think that makes them happy? Let's be honest here. Do you think that you have all of this and you're happy? Think again. I've actually run across people that had all of that and are still unhappy with their lives. You can do something to change it. You don't have to be in this position anymore. There's so many other options. Just go with the right one. Be positive. Be positive in the knowledge. Hey, look, whatever I'm dealing with now, I can get through it. Don't turn in when it's not your turn. Well, let's be honest here. When I had those thoughts come in, I said I wouldn't do it. First of all, I'm afraid. I don't know what's waiting for me on the other side or who's waiting. And then the second, my, I would, I, my parents wouldn't forgive me. My family would be blaming themselves. I didn't want to put them through all of that. Whatever problems you're working or, or you're having to work on can be fixed. Again, for every problem, there's a solution, and you just have to find it, because you're not going to have it overnight. It's not going to be magical. It's not going to appear out of nowhere. But if you go down the path of suicide, you're destroying your life and the people around you. They're going to be mourning for the rest of their life. They're going to be putting that blame on themselves. Is that fair? Life is worth living. Look at the beauty around us. Now I'm talking about what's going on now. Just kind of put that off to the to the side. Say to yourself, I can make a difference in my life. I will make a difference. One day I may help others go through what I'm going through. Look at me. I'm a survivor, not just of breast cancer, survivor of life. I went through a lot in my lifetime. And I can help all of you. And like I said, if you can want to reach out to me, reach out to me through LinkedIn. You know, support this podcast. These are all the people that I want to help. Survivors. We all can be survivors in the game of life. And it doesn't have to be from, again, from an illness. It could be from anything that you've been dealt with. Everybody's been dealt with with a bad hand. We have to look towards the positive, not the negative. And if someone is knocking you down, pick yourself up and go out there and do what you can to survive. Yes, life is not that complicated. You make it complicated for yourself. It does not have to be. You need the will to live. You say to yourself, I am a good person. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to show everybody what I can do. Now, if you keep failing, pick yourself up and go out there. We don't expect perfection. There is no such thing as perfection. People drill that into our heads. Oh, you must be perfect. No. Believe me, if we were all perfect, then this world would be, I'll tell you right now, this world would be we're living in a fantasy land because there is no such thing as perfection. Be a better version of you, a better version. When people say you have to be the best, that's putting pressure on someone. And then they'll really kind of, they're going to lose their sense of who they are. They're going to do the things they don't want to do. Taking your life is not one of them. There's so much going on in this world, so many exciting things to discover. Don't you want to know what that could be? You could be someone important, someone who can get recognized and noticed in this world, but you're not going to know if you go down that path. So do yourselves a favor. Don't go down suicide. Suicide is permanent. Remember that. Suicide is permanent. So I'm going to say God bless all of you. Stay strong. Be positive. Survive. Survive. That's all I'm going to say is survive. God bless all of you. Have a great weekend, a great week. Take care.